0: The Marlins were spanked 11-0 by the Braves. Brian Reynolds assigned an eight-year extension with the Pirates, the same AAV as Avicel Garcia. It's the Tuesday episode of Locked on Marlins, and we are going to look through the pain and into positivity with the UK GOAT, Sean Barrett.
1: You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings from England, and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your Daily Marlins podcast, and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe. It is your team every single day, Monday to Friday, five episodes a week. It's not quite every single day, but every single work day, if you work Monday to Friday. Anyway, there is a YouTube channel. Head over there, hit subscribe. Also, welcome back to the Everydayers podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining me on Tuesday's episode. And thank you to Sean Barrett, the UK go back in the house on a Tuesday. This is actually being recorded on a Tuesday. So that's nice. Sean, how are we doing, brother? Yeah, the rare Monday, Tuesday episodes,
1: but we actually record them on the same days.
0: Yeah, exactly. Normally we do a double header and we just release them late, but this is actually happening on Tuesday, um, 9 p.m. UK time. So you're looking snazzy, got the collar on. Uh, I know you've been off work today. So my sense is. You've been enjoying yourself, perhaps. There's, a, there's been a glass
1: sunk or two, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go as he sips one back. Um, guys, we've got tons to get into. I caught the game in full, as always, on delay this morning. 11 nil, bravos. Sean, I want to start with Edward Cabrera, though, because I must say I was mightily impressed with Edward Cabrera, particularly the first time through the order. Um, it looked like he had his full arsenal actually available to him for the first time this year. So, okay, things went a touch sideways a bit later on, but for me, there was definitely some greener shoots there from Edward Cabrera. What about you? Yeah, especially that first inning.
1: I mean, the second inning was ruined a bit by some defensive woes, but <laughs> you know, he had his command. He had, you know, the the pitches were there. They looked good. Yeah. You know, the strikeouts, we have reckoned them up. Um, Sean Murphy took him deep at the, the back end of the third. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been red hot recently. So um but on the whole, yeah, though the early stages of that game felt good, but the the big concern was that first run in the third felt like ball game because the the Marlins just couldn't get anything going offensively no. and and yeah, it was it was a, a story that we saw throughout the game. You know, they were just couldn't touch Strider no way um and, and as it would as it was one would would have been enough unfortunately yeah. that's not where it ended
0: yeah it's funny i i mean for for strider itself i mean that's one of the most impressive pitching performances i think i've seen in a long long time to be honest with you he was just in total total command um of course then it got into perfecto watch and then there was a botched play at first base who ended up in no hitter watch um and it was ended the no hitter attempt was ended by a Mean Gene Segura single, Bloop single. I don't know, Bloop's probably a little bit unfair, but it was the full bat flip from Mean Gene down along. I think the, the Braves uh, dug out as well. So he gave the boys the eyeballs and the bat flip, but Mean Gene breaking it up. Um, no qualms with a bat flip to break up a, a no hitter, right? <laughs> I've got no qualms with any bat flips.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. but it, was, it was a Seeing guy single, wasn't it? That would have been a ground out last year with the shift, I would imagine. Probably. But uh, no, poked a single up the middle. At the end of the day, anyway, any way to get away from being perfectoed is is
0: necessary. Yeah, I, 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 that is true. Strider was immense. To your point, uh, one run was well would have been enough. The Marlins could do nothing with Strider, which it's it's one of those games when you look back and you go, "Wow, eleven nil. That's that's brutal." But it's maybe the day where you know, okay, the hitters. You know they have an off day. They're they're quiet. They don't waste any bullets. Let's say, and equally in the bullpen too, um, there was some there was some activity in advance of the game. There, you know, it was George Soriano who's done a great job. I think at the major league level, um, was optioned back down, and you end up with Nolan coming up. He wasn't expected to be pitching unless things went wrong. Things went wrong, and we got three innings of Nolan. Um, unfortunately, there was some Ian Happ vibes, I must say, um, on the on the broadcast where Paul Severino, Nolan, his first pitch in the big league, and it just disappeared, like it got absolutely destroyed. He didn't even get the chance to finish his sentence before a ball exited. But but the positive, though, you could see mentally that was out of his, out of his head. He was His mind was clear. And actually, he pitched pretty well the rest of that inning, which is great to see. Three innings, six earned runs. That might be the last time we see him for some time perhaps, at the big league level. But overall, mate, no bullpen arms really taxed. I know Okurk got t- taken um, you know, deep, and he's kind of working his way back in too. But, you know, you look at it and go, the offense didn't get anything going, no wasted bullets there. Okay, Cabrera, you know, didn't go deep, but he started well, which was encouraging, and they didn't have to use any of their main relievers either. So, in terms of losses, it's not the worst way to lose in some ways, rather than being like close game, close game, and you get beat out, and you've used all your pen. This is sometimes the way to lose them, right?
1: Absolutely, it's one of those situations where you just turn the page and and you forget about yesterday. Yeah. And as you said, yeah, Edward Ed looked good. I think if if the errors weren't there early, then we might have seen a few more innings from him. Uh, the the, the manager got beat by the long ball. Um yeah, occurred, got hit. Um, Nolan, I mean, predictably, probably got yeah. hit. Um, and yeah, you just you turn the page. It is a case of. The Marlins probably weren't going to get anything from Strider. He was, I mean, the Marlins sometimes make average pitchers look like so young winners. Yeah, um, but in this case, Strider is is the real deal. Um, and and doing it on two pitches is just crazy. You, it is a case of you know what's coming, you just can't hit. It. And uh, no. yeah, it's, it, the, the Marlins have another opportunity today. Unfortunately, the the pitching matchup doesn't look particularly exciting. But for me. It's yeah. You you forget about yesterday. You move on to today, and then you look forward to Sandy tomorrow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All all eyes on Sandy start on on Wednesday, of course. Uh, Brian Hoeing going this evening for the Marlins, so he's back up at the big league level. Just one final one on yesterday's game. Strider, he's currently three and zero. He's got a one eighty ERA. He's just had eight innings with two hits, with thirteen strikeouts against the Marlins lineup. He has to be right now the favorite for the Cy Young in 2023, in my opinion. I I don't think there's anyone even near to him at this point, to be honest with you. Spencer Strider, boy, oh boy, the Braves have found another one somehow, and he is absolutely legit for certain. Um, We turn the page, though. We turn the page. Brian Hoeing is up. Um, How are you feeling about Brian Hoeing going this evening against the Braves? Uh, You know, it it looked a few days ago like this was likely going to be the matchup. I was feeling nervous uh, a few days ago. I'm feeling even more nervous now after seeing five home runs from the Braves offense. What about you? I tried to find
1: some positives.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I, I am going to end up watching the game. So I needed something. <laughs> and Hohen's actually pitching really well hmm. in A Now, the triple, I've looked at the lineups he's faced as well. And, hmm. um, they're not exactly the Braves. Let's put it that way. No, um, there were some names like John Singleton, who was once upon a time a uh, highly regarded prospect that just didn't turn out. But uh, it is funny sometimes when you look at these lineups that he's. Yeah. But his strikeout to walk rate twenty strikeouts, two walks um, is is the second best strikeout to walk rate in in the Triple A league. Um, so there are some positives there, but you've got to factor in that. The people that he's playing against, um, so it'd be interesting to me if if he can go four five innings, limit the walks. I think he's got a chance to keep the game close. Obviously, the bats need to come in and, and support him. Yeah, and um, you know, as you said, the the bullpen is fully rested. Uh, we spoke yesterday about the idea that Skip's done a really good job of not using your your big bullets. When the game is lost, mm. and and, and you could just see it, the writing was on the wall for yeah, the third, fourth inning that this game was going to be a loss, um, the fact that I stuck through till the end is crazy, these 12-20 these starts,
0: I've got to say,
1: not a big fan of yeah. my
0: 11-40s. They are putrid, those twelve twenties. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that, mate. Not not ideal for us, not ideal for anyone. And actually, the funny thing was this morning, On I say this morning, it was almost this afternoon by the time I got around to it, um, I turned Twitter on, as I do, because I'm completely social dark, because I watched the game, no spoilers, turned it on and realized no one was talking about the Marlins at all last night. It was just a non-event. Like, they clearly started the game. It looked like it was a loss. It was a loss. But the heat... Were the main story in uh, in Miami and South Florida sports last night? So, no chatter, no chatter. It just slid under the radar. The Marlins got spanked, but no one even noticed. And what most people won't notice either is eleven nil. Bravos, Ronald Acuna Jr., the owner. Some would say of the Marlins franchise. 0 for four, one walk though. So we'll give him the walk, but 0 for four day, which to me absolutely stunned me. Um, when you see that kind of box score. Nevertheless, let's get into our first ad. Uh, It's our good friends over at BetterHelp. This this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially when we're always growing and changing. Uh, And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched to a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if you don't feel the connection, but overall, you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can work to your own schedule with flexibility to suit you. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H L H E L P. Can't even spell. dot com <laughs> slash locked on MLB. Let me try that one more time. Third time's a charm. BetterHelp.com dot com slash locked on MLB. All right, Sean. Sean, 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 Sean. Talk to me about Jazz Chisholm Jr. yesterday because there was some a lot of home runs flying over his head, and there was a lot of effort being made. Some of which I don't think was entirely. Necessary, and I think Jazz ends up hurting himself on one of the plays. We haven't seen a ton where Jazz has been asked to go backwards, tracking heavily towards the wall. And I must say, it looked a touch uncomfortable for him. It actually was a touch uncomfortable. He ends up exiting the game. Jesus Sanchez comes in. Uh, that ends up costing the Marlins a couple of runs. Actually, later later in the game with a uh, Jesus Sanchez Brian De La Cruz uh, miscommunication. But Jazz Chisholm Jr. Overall, the defense I think has looked really nice since the kind of opening couple of games. But, you know, again, it just is that reminder that this continues to be a learning curve for Jazz, but he's given it full gusto. What we don't want to see, though, is full gusto into the wall, and then he's out for a month or two or a season. That's the main thing, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is a case of he's he's going a hundred and ten percent. He's going, you know, a hundred miles an hour all the time and, and yeah. he's thrown himself I mean, I don't think there's been a single home run that's been given up by the Marlins that he hasn't gone up for. And all well and good. I mean, you want your centre fielder to, to be fearless in the outfield. You want mm. them to make those plays, but on a no doubt which yesterday's where he hurt his hip, that was that was gone. You're not putting that one back, like no. A point. And an experienced centre fielder would know that from the, the crack of the bat, like that. Just you see those plays, don't you, where the centre fielder just stands still and watches it as it goes over his head.
0: May he needs he needs some Randy or Rosarena. That's what I'm saying. You seen that one with with the Rosarena? He didn't move one muscle. I mean, he wasn't playing center field, but he was, I think he was playing left field at the time. But to your point, he knew. <laughs> he didn't move one inch of Arena. So he's got to protect himself, Jazz. He has to know when he doesn't need to go as well because clattering into walls is not going to be healthy for anyone. Um, and I think yesterday he kind of, again, this is the point, right? You're in a road uh, road ballpark, different dimensions to what you used to at Lone Depot. Next thing is, like, that wall caught him off guard. Like, he jumped into the wall like he thought he had a lot more space, and he didn't. It was, like, there on him and bang, and he hit his hip, and the ball was miles over his head, <laughs> thinking, Jazz, what are you doing? Protect yourself at this point. Like, the game was clearly cooked anyway, but you can't, you can't kind of um, say that the effort isn't there. you about Luis Arias, though, mate, as well, because we spoke – uh, about Arias. Obviously, he had the, the game off. We're talking about resting his finger. It doesn't sound like it's actually the finger. It sounds like it was a the foul ball off into the knee. Uh, and so yesterday was more of a knee issue where he's saying he couldn't actually walk when he got back home after the double header. Um there's a bit of trouble, a bit of history with Arias's knees. Um, not specifically fouling balls off into his knee, but you know, we've got to be concerned. Two days in a row, Arias not in the lineup and the Marlins offense sputtering a touch.
1: Well, that's it. I don't think the concern is the injuries specifically. I think he will it is just one of those day to day things. Um and he'll recover. It's just a, a bit of a stinger, you know, a, a bit of a bruise or whatever. Um the more concerning thing, you're absolutely right, is the fact that this, this offence has looked atrocious without him in, in the lineup. It does. I think Strider is ninety percent of that reason yesterday and, and but it is that case of the Marlins, you know, we've, we've said for years about how anemic the offense can look sometimes. And with Arias being the, the lone guy that's been hitting all season, or at least in the early stages, not being in the lineup makes a huge difference. Someone has to step up. Um, and we've talked to death that the empty spots in the lineup with mm. Garcia and and Stallings and and I <laughs> could keep going, couldn't I? The names are yeah. starting to rack up at this point. The guys are still hitting one hundred. Um, it's a concern. Um, this team, this team at the moment is is a five hundred ball club. It's a winning ball club, as I said yesterday. Um, but the concerns are slowly but surely starting to become. And, and a real issue, and as we saw last year, it can go ugly pretty quickly, and hopefully that's not the case, but that's certainly where it seems to be trending, or at least that's my initial thoughts from yesterday's game. If they win today, I'm going to yin and yang back to being positive, but that's that's the best thing about baseball, isn't it?
0: It is. The ebbs and flows, brother, the ebbs and flows. Uh, the thing is, if, if the Marlins are looking to upgrade or enhance their lineup, which it feels like they are missing one stick, at least, at least. One stick, I think, is now off the market, finally. Brian Reynolds committing to the Pirates. Finally, they get a deal done. And I love the play from Brian Reynolds. Extension offered, pitiful. Request the trade. Come back, get a proper deal, get it done. Even though it's still an amazing deal, seemingly, for the Pirates to, like, I mean it's a hundred million dollars. Hundred million for playing baseball. Hundred million, but still look very team friendly um in many ways. So um the Marlins though, I feel like this there was an opportunity for Reynolds at some point, maybe not this offseason, perhaps in previous deadlines. They couldn't get a deal done. Perhaps at that point they were hugging some prospects and you know, hoping that, you know, maybe Max Meyer would turn into something he still still could do. Khalil Watson could turn into something that we hope he can do. Maybe Blade at that point we were high on. I don't know. Overall, I think the Marlins will probably look back on any prospect package that was kind of talked about and have some regrets about not pulling the trigger on Reynolds though, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's easy to look back, isn't it, and say, you know, Bladet's never really turned into what the Marlins had hoped he had when they drafted him that high. Uh, Myers, Tommy John, obviously, when he first came up and he he looked pretty good, we were really excited at the time about him. You know, you you, you can't factor that in. You know, it is a case of these things happen, and it's unfortunate. Um, You're right, that deal looks awfully team-friendly. Um, for, for all the mess and, and disruption that he seemed to be putting on on the idea of I want, you know, I need a good offer or I want to go. Uh, in the end, I mean, I just don't see it. I think if you take the low end of his arbitration, he's earning six points something this year, you take a low number of arbitration of eight and ten for the next two years, yeah you're looking at a six year, 90 million in free agency, that's 15 million a year in free agency years for an outfield a centre fielder who is a four, five war kind of caliber guy, yeah. that's gonna look awfully it looks cheap now, that's gonna look awfully cheap in two, three, four years' time when people are getting 30, 40 million in free agency. Um yeah, that's a super team friendly deal. And maybe that's why Pittsburgh could afford to say no to so many trade offers.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: at the end of the day, they've got themselves a really good player, a really good price. Why would they trade him for for a middling prospect? They wanted a they wanted a real package for him, Mm. and and the Marlins never wanted to go to that price, and that's how we got to where we are today.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, great deal, and maybe this is it. The Pirates kind of knew, you know, tentatively the range they were talking about, and they knew the range was agreeable to them with Reynolds, and so great deal for them. And maybe it's just a sign that Reynolds wants to, like he said, originally he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh, like he enjoyed it there. I believe he's got a six-team no-trade clause. We don't know the teams, but there's been some early leaks. I don't believe the Marlins are on that list. So, uh, you know, there's still time. That's absolute hyperbole from me, by the way, for those listening um, and thinking, how does Pete know this? He doesn't. I don't know anything. Um, Let's do the final ad. And then let's um, <laughs> let's talk about pitch in depth after that because we have Brian Hoing up this evening. Devon Smeltzer has recently started the game. We hope Sandy Alcantara will start on Wednesday. We're getting to the point and the the point of the year and the point of the depth chart of understanding who is actually the next man up in the next wave of arms, which we're probably going to need soon. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over. It's so rare, and we've seen this one all over Twitter, guys. If you. Follow Aram Laden for example. He is pumping this one up. It's so rare. Um, it's a new sponsor for us, and it's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all the 30 Major League Baseball teams, perhaps Brian Reynolds, probably. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play it's free plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards it's a twice weekly game week with a three to four day cycle at the end of game week so rare mlb managers who rank at the top or near top of the leaderboards win a variety of rewards and this is where things get spicy they include scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences, particularly the one with Avicel Garcia. Prizes may vary depending on the competition or the market, perhaps. Head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's so rare.com slash locked on. Draft your team a free player card, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. All right, Sean, final segment. We're into it. A few minutes to go. We said a tight episode. This is feeling on script, on path, on time. Brian Hoeing is up. You feel optimistic, nervously optimistic, perhaps? I'm feeling extremely nervous, if I'm completely honest, but we'll see. The question is, um, and we still haven't had anything confirmed specifically. I don't think about Sandy Alcantara going on Wednesday. We assume that he is, and let's pray that he is. Question starts to turn now of like, okay, if anything else happens, who's next up? And we're starting to really thin out a touch here. I'm not quite sure where they would go. Do you have any sense about beyond hoeing, what could be the next option? Is it Chichi Gonzalez? I think it
1: might be Chi Oh man. One thing to factor in is he's not on the forty man. So Okay. It's gonna need If if, if the situation required him to come up, then presumably a guy's hit the IL. Um, But yeah, no, it genuinely could be Gigi Gonzalez, um, which is a major concern. We saw (laughs) we saw him at spring training, essentially not major league level because spring training isn't. Once you factor in all the guys that are working through stuff, and in the in AAA, he's he's not really. Lighten the the world up as you would fully expect. No, um, the Marlins. I don't think the Marlins have a next guy. I think you know it is a case of the guys. The, the guys that are currently not in the lineup need to come back as soon as possible because mm. any, anybody else going down in that rotation. And I mean, we're already scraping the bottom, bottom of the barrel, but the, the barrel might be empty by the time we need a new guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean some people are getting hyped about Brian Hoing for whatever reason this year. And I, I think that may be misplaced, to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not here to slander anyone, but, you know, I I didn't like what I saw in, in 22. I do hope that he's had the Andrew Nardi experience and has gone away and worked on some things. I said that on the episode a few days ago, and every, the everyday is tuning in. We'll, we'll remember that. Um, but, you know, you just, you, you can't look past the fact these three are innings, what, 17 earned runs in 12 innings like boy oh boy it's um it's not that encouraging and against this braves lineup i think he faced the he's, he's actually faced the braves a couple of times brian hoeing so those a couple of those innings that he pitched worst year round but you know the marlins are going to need dankestano to be back quickly we need Queto to show signs that he's going to be back soon There's some signs of recovery from Sixto Sanchez, but we're still some way off from that situation. Like, I'm not talking Sixto in May, but, you know, we could be September Sixto. Could we? Could we be September Sixto, Sean? You keep asking me questions about Sixto
1: Sanchez. Oh, no. I'm just done. I mean, it is, look, at, at the moment... If the Marlins are in need of innings from Sixto in September, then they, they don't actually need innings from Sixto in September because there'll be twenty games below five hundred. So um, it is a case of yeah, Quato needs to come back uh, yeah. for all that we saw from him to begin the season. Uh, Rogers needs to come back. It is a case of we need we need our actual rotation to come back. Look, the, the long guys that they've brought up have been okay they've done their job the, the limited expectations that we have for them they've they've achieved those yeah uh, but if this team continues to want to be a 500 ball club then the the pitching has to become healthier because yeah it, it's getting very thin right now definitely
0: it has to get healthier it has to get better too mate like we can't we can't ignore the fact that Eddie Cabrera is not been, he's not been the best out of the blocks. It's been a bit of a struggle. Like we said in this episode, there's some green shoots. We can't look past the fact that the last two Jesus Lazardo starts of not being good, not being deep in the games, not being as sharp. He started on fire. There's definitely a couple of average at best outings. We need Lazardo. We need Trevor Rogers to be back. Edward Cabrera needs to find the consistency. Sandy Hasn't had a great start either. Like, this rotation has really underwhelmed overall thus far. And I know it's been a bit dinged up. But the guys that we expect to deliver quality innings thus far, I think, have underwhelmed. And for the Marlins to be one game over five hundred with the schedule that they've had, I think is a big win and showing what the other parts of the team have been doing. But, you know, things can turn around quickly. And all of a sudden, a series, a four-game series in Atlanta can really put the you know it's the stress test on everything and this could get out of hand but we'll wait to see i'm not going to say that's going to happen what i am going to say is thanks for making lockdown your first listen of the day guys um it could be your last last listen i don't know but i appreciate it and i appreciate sean barrett for hopping back on as well two days on the spin a double header there for sean barrett um guys i won't be back tomorrow there is no episode tomorrow. Just to call it out now. Scheduling notes. I am at a work conference all day. So I'm out. I won't even be able to see tonight's game. That may be a good thing. But I won't be able to see it. So I will not be watching the game. I'll box score to slander the Braves. I'll be back on Thursday. Straight after the game. So it's a UK friendly on Thursday. So straight after the game, I'm hitting it up. And I want it to Kevin. Baral is in the house. Fish stripes alum Kevin Baral is joining the show straight after the game on Thursday. So look forward to that one, guys. In the meantime, thanks again, and we'll see you Thursday.